Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 271, recorded live on Sunday, September 2nd, 2012. It's a lot of S's. And here are your hosts, the man who drove by me again without stopping, Dave Play. I did call this time. I didn't actually get a... Did you call? I called and left a message. Hmm. I didn't get a voicemail. Well, I called. Hmm. Anyway, the guy um, who had no problem with that, Andy Lohai, because I thought you were going to be traveling, you know, at night. I was traveling at night. We passed Kalamazoo, I think, around 11.15-ish local time. Yeah, we were probably in bed because I had job training ah. on Wednesday. And your phone is on silent when you go to bed. Well, my phone's in the other room. Your phone's in the other room when you go to bed. But it still didn't tell me that you had called. I called. I don't know. I'm like, oh, we're getting close to Kalamazoo. I should give Andy a call. Nope. No. No answer. And then I, I left you a message about the fact that it was... At that point, Wednesday night at like 11 o'clock local time, so you realize at this point we would be entering, uh, we'd be leaving North Dakota and entering Montana. No, Wednesday at, let's see, Wednesday 11. No, we'd be already in Montana. Would we be in Montana? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just know that Thursday morning you, you are exiting Montana into Idaho. Yes. No, I'm at uh, 11. Let's see. So the mountain time would be... No, you, would you switch over to mountain time? Yes. That's the one I can never remember because part of Montana is still in central. Right. But most of it's in mountain. Yes. So it would be about 9 o'clock local for Montana. So yeah, we would have already had stopped for dinner. Mm, true. Forgot how big Montana is. You can never forget how big Montana is. Well, your body forgets pain. True. So, yeah, no, we made the, the drive in really good time. We got from uh, the Jimmy John's down the road from my apartment to my parents' front door in about five hours and uh, like five and a half hours-ish. Huh. What does Google tell me the map directions will take? Well, first off, it'll tell you to take the ferry. Really? Yeah. Why will it tell me to take the ferry? doesn't tell me to take the ferry. doesn't tell you to take the ferry. It oh, tells there's me. A, there's one version that tells me to take the ferry. Yeah. It used to tell me to take the ferry by default. <laughs> Google puts it at seven hours with current traffic. Yeah. But that means weekend traffic in Chicago. So, yeah, you know, go figure. Especially with both the White Sox and the Cubs playing today. Yep. And the White Sox having to win this they, they they really do need to win this because they're playing get, uh, against the Tigers again, aren't they? Yes. And the Tigers are now only one game back. So I'm thinking the Tigers need to win this. Yep. But that's but yeah, baseball that's and you don't care about that. Not at all. Gotcha. So wait. Jeez. Oh, Man, driving through Chicago at night would be pretty easy. You know, you say that, Andy, and if you recall the first and second years of the CCST... You're right. Driving through Chicago at night was not easy. It was not easy. It was hellish. 
but we got from Madison to Ann Arbor in about five and a half hours. Hmm. I think it was five and a half. We, so we left at 7.30 here. We got in at about one fifteen. So yeah, five hours, 45 minutes. That was, that's even with the time zone problem. Yep. Jeez. We, and the, the best part? Yeah. Average speed of about 66 miles per hour. Hmm. Almost didn't speed at all. In fact, when I got into Michigan, Laura had to remind me that people are going to be going like 78, 80 miles an hour. So, yeah. So, yeah. Packs. Packs? Well, I was just thinking Dave's driving to cross-country trip to this weekend to Packs. Yep. Packs this weekend. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard anything come out of it yet. Well, it's not entirely true. Heard a couple things. We're going to talk about a few of them. Uh, yeah. But not only packs. Oh, I thought we are. Not only packs. Something else happened this weekend, which is start of college football. Yeah, how was that Alabama game, Dave? Ouch. That's how it was. <laughs> how was Eastern's game, Andy? Uh. Yeah. I think we lost because we were playing. You did. Big Ten. How was that Penn State Ohio game though? I don't know. Penn State win or lose. They lost to Ohio. Not even the Ohio State University. No, no, no. Just Ohio. Yeah. Well, at least Michigan wasn't the only one in the Big Ten who lost. Yep. Yeah. Penn State and Michigan are the only ones that lost. (laughs) Ouch. No, I don't want NCAA basketball. Uh, Ouch. NCAA football. There we go. Much better. Meanwhile, Wisconsin just squeaked by Northern Iowa. Michigan State just squeaked by Boise State. Northwestern just squeaked by Syracuse. This is not a good start to the year here, people. Nope. Iowa beat Northern Illinois by one point. Oh, it was a Thursday night game for Eastern. We lost to Ball State. Yeah. Mm. Pretty badly, too, if I recall. Game was tied 13-13 at the halftime, but Ball State scored on 21 unanswered points. Ouch. Yeah. That's fine. Alabama scored 21 unanswered points in the first quarter. It almost went scoreless in the half. It was not a good day. <laughs> like I said in my Twitter account, it's funny watching U of M people go, Go blue. Never mind. Ow. Yeah, not not an uh, not an amusing game. I was very saddened. And then I see there were some calls in that game I was not pleased with. With this whole emphasis this season on safety, those guys from Alabama were pulling some pretty tough and rough shit. Mm. Sorry, I'm not really paying attention to Michigan football anymore. That's fine. I don't pay attention to any of your sports. <laughs> True. Are there, are there any sports on the topic list? Mm, no. Hmm. We could talk about TVs. That's close to sports. TVs? Yeah. 4K? <laughs> no, no, Dave. 8K. What? Wait, no, 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 no. You said 4K was the new thing. I'm just getting used to that. I'm just starting to to learn to say it when I start talking shop with people. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there are 4K televisions that are probably going to be $20,000 when they're launched. But at the conference in Berlin, I don't know what the IFA Consumer Electronics Show, what IFA stands for. You didn't look it up? No. International, probably something, something. Let's see what Google says. International Franchise Association. There we go. Okay. See? That didn't take long. I think. Well, it depends. There's many. There's also the International Fertilizer Industry Association. <laughs> I don't think televisions would be at their conference. <laughs> that would be interesting, though. International Federation of Anarchists? Nope. Just says Consumer Electronics Unlimited. So what the hell is IFA? Well, they have Kaz Hirai speaking. About IFA, this is this is not helpful. Why do people use acronyms and then don't tell anybody what the acronyms stand for? It's more mysterious that way. God. That's fine. It, at least it is an acronym and not a backronym. True. Okay. So, so the at IFA, IFA show in Berlin this year. Yeah. There was a bunch. LG did a 4K TV. Sony, Toshiba bunch of 4k televisions on display okay but panasonic displayed a 145 inch tv all right so 145 inches 12 feet yeah first wrap your head around that but the second part is it's 8k resolution people are already building 8k televisions wow yeah Wow, 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 wow. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Are we getting into another one of those like corporate cold wars where it's I can do it bigger and better? I, well, okay, so 8K resolution called UHD TV. U8 Ultra High Def? Yeah. Okay. Has been developed... Like the, the idea for it and the development for it were entirely done by NHK, which is Japan's public, quote unquote, public broadcasting yeah. organization. Well, it's the state run. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yes, it is public. It's just state run. So, if you want to blame 8K TVs, blame the Japanese. I mean, you're probably going to anyway, given True. that Sony and. Most of the other companies are based out there. Or Korea. God, 8K. See, okay, so the problem here, though, is your phone, especially if you got the, the new Samsung Galaxy. Yeah, which I do, the S3. How, what's your uh, pixels per inch on that display? Uh, I expect 72, but am I wrong? You are. Normally, the new displays, especially the new iPhone and iPad, have the pixels per inch, I think... Well, the the iPhone and iPad have the Retina display. Yeah. Which, it's the S3 Galaxy now? That's the one I have, yes. Let's see. 306 pixels per inch on that oh, display. That would explain why the display is so friggin' beautiful. Yes. That 8K TV... Yeah? ...has about 50. 50 pixels per inch? Yes. Well, it's also a 12-foot TV. Yes. Now, there is a 4K TV that's coming out from Panasonic that's 20 inches that actually has 
216 pixels per inch. So think of iPad Retina display quality on a 20-inch display. Well, but Apple's already doing that. I know. So that's the, that's the the caveat to this thing is it's like these huge display resolutions, but nothing actually new. Yeah, because they're just they're just adding more pixels to it. They're not yeah. squeezing more pixels in it. They're just adding more to it. Yes, that's why in order to get an 8K resolution TV, it basically had to be 145 inches. <laughs> but that's not. I mean, wow. Okay. That's also, not impressive. That's not special. That's just making a, a bigger screen. Yeah. What's also funny is the fact that they couldn't actually find any 8K content to really display on this TV. Mm-hmm. Because nobody has the throughput to handle... 8K. Yeah. So they were showing slow-motion landscapes. Oh, sadness. Yeah. So you could basically spend $20,000 and get a really nice painting? Window. Yeah, a really nice window. See, I would have, like, shot special stuff for that, uh, for the conference at least. I would have shot, like, slow-motion water balloons or something. (laughs) The, The 8K prototype camera is, I think, still about five feet by a couple it's it's like an imax camera is what it is the the prototype 8k camera stupid 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 andy why are they so stupid because bigger is better no it is not i mean holy crap that's ah okay moving on all right city of heroes oh more sad news i I think I got a free City to Heroes trial at some point. They went free to play, didn't they? I don't know. I played for a bit. Yeah? I had a guy, I called Mr. Iceman. Mr. Iceman? Yeah. I'm sure the other players loved that. <laughs> well, he was a guy in a white suit. He had Basically, he was like Mr. Freeze, but a gangster. He had a Tommy gun that could shoot ice bullets. Mm-hmm. So I called him Mr. Iceman. Mr. Iceman. Yeah. But Paragon really Studios, which is kind of owned by NCSoft, is shutting down City of Heroes. Uh-huh. Is anybody really surprised? Uh, you know, I was surprised. It, it did take me by surprise that they, they were going to shut that down without announcing anything to take its place. True. Yeah, that was surprising to me. So is this the, let's see, Auto Assault got shut down, Tableau Rasa got shut down, mm-hmm. Dungeon Runners got shut down. Who does NCSoft have left? I don't know. Let me check the Wikipedia page. Do, 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 do. Oh, they've got Guild Wars 2. Well, there's of that. Net. yeah. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Aeon, A-I-O-N. I, is yeah. still up. Blade and Soul, I've never actually heard of that one. City of Heroes, well, Not for a little while. yeah. Guild Wars and Lineage. So they have Guild Wars, which I was kind of surprised. I didn't realize that at the time, but Guild Wars 2 is not a subscription-based game. No, it's the same thing as Guild Wars. You buy it once, and then you're good. It seems crazy. Yep. You know what's crazier? What? 
Uh, they have stated publicly that if too many people start buying the game, they're going to limit sales. <laughs> that they will not sacrifice the player experience for sales. And in fact, they will do the opposite and sacrifice sales to make sure that the player experience is positive. Good guy, ArenaNet. Mm-hmm. That, oh man. Kind of, you know, opposite the way that the rest of the industry thinks. Yeah, because when Star Wars got launched, there were issues. When World of Warcraft got launched, there were issues. Eve... Well, there's always been things with Eve. <laughs> yes, but not usually like issues of of um, lag on yeah. Eve. That's not usually the problem. The problem on Eve is that if you don't have a business or economics degree, you're going to get screwed. <laughs> Part so of me wants to go start for, Eve again. What does this mean for MMOs? Anything? I'm not sure. Like it, I don't know. It makes me very, very concerned. I've also, you know, I, I play WoW, and WoW just released their newest update to kind of bring the game up to Mists of Pandaria. And there's a lot of very, very unhappy people. Oh, is that new talent trees that just came out? Yeah, so they've taken your talent tree and your talent spec and turned them into two different things. Ooh. What? Your your talents are now completely independent of your specialization. <sighs> so as a hunter, yes, since that's what you are relatively familiar with and understand. First off, there's no ranged weapon slot anymore. What? At all. None. You equip your bow as your main weapon. Please tell me there's a secondary weapon? Nope. But there is no minimum range. Oh, please. So you can use your hunter abilities from melee. Oh, that is ridiculous. All right. So that's the first thing about hunters. That does not seem to obey the laws of physics. What do you mean it doesn't obey the laws of physics? Well, I'm just thinking of some of the Aerostorm and some of the other stuff there that just, it doesn't seem right to be able to do some of those for melee. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, continue on. So then you get to pick uh, your, your specialization, whether you want Beast Mastery, Survival, or whatever the other one, Marksmanship. Yeah. All right, and that's going to give you a core list of abilities on top of the spells you're already learning. But you're only able to choose one? You only choose one. Oh, God. Well, you can choose two, but one can be active at a time. I don't like it. Then... And then as you, as you level up with that specialization, you unlock more of the abilities in it. Uh, then you also get, once every 15 levels, a talent point. And the tree is no longer a tree. The tree is now, every 15 levels, you get to pick one out of three spells or abilities. I don't like it. And those are your talents. Can you respec or no? You can respec. How much is it costing now? Uh, well, see, it depends. Are you talking about respecking or redoing the talents? I don't know. Because it's two different things. Yeah. Oh. Respecking, I expect, is the same cost. Redoing your talents, you actually can go and buy a, uh, a, 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 a reagent and remove one of the talent choices. 
like clear out one talent choice as opposed to clearing out the entire thing. I don't like it. Well, see, that's yeah. That's what that's what everybody's upset about, and I see why now because I don't like that. It's, Although, I mean, it's kind of cool because you know I play a, a, a protection warrior. Yeah. And so I never really got to use some of the fun abilities that warriors get, like blade storm. Blade storms where you you do the whole like spin around with yeah, weapons. Yeah. yeah. Well, now because of this new system, that's a core move for warriors. That's not in any of the specs. Hmm. So I get that because they removed the stance requirement for most spells. God, this seems so foreign to me now. Yeah, oh, it, it's fairly different. Heck, I can log in now and everything will seem foreign to me because they redid the whole map. Not the whole map. A majority of the map. Westfall is still to the west. The zones are still where they were. True. Stormwind is still there. Did they look different, though? Some of them. Well, there you go. Some things have happened. Redbridge finally finished building their bridge. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering about that. You know, Lakamadon doesn't have a lock anymore. Oh. The dam broke. Did that flood the lowlands, then? Yep. Ooh. Menethil Harbor is mostly underwater. I can see that. God, that's crazy. Yep. So continue that's, with- that's already an expansion ago. Mm. So, all right. But but getting back to what we were talking about, I'm not sure what this means about the MMO industry. Because there's... Wow. I don't, I don't think the MMO industry understands what it means for the MMO industry. Because there's WoW. Guild Wars 2. And Guild Wars 2. Twitter is, mo- is losing people left and right. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think of is I mean, WoW and there's it, Guild Wars 2. Yeah. And WoW is, is crashing and burning. There's Final Fantasy XIV World Reborn. Mm. The game that was so bad they took it off the market to rewrite it. Ridiculous. Oops. There's probably a lot of those stupid free-to-play MMOs that you see on TV ads on Disney. Tons. Tons. Hundreds of them. But none of them are worth playing. No. Oh, Eve. We can't forget Eve. You're right. Okay, you're right. Eve has a pretty solid and steady subscription base. Let's see. Age of Conan is technically still going on. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Well, there's a list of massively multi... Of course there's a list on Wikipedia. When do veterans quit? Yes, that's actually kind of neat. Okay. Um, this guy works uh, for a Russian MMO, and there's a previous article that he did that was predicting when players are going to quit when they first come into a game. Like, how long are they going to last? And they can actually predict... It based on, like, your initial play time? Or... Yes. In the very beginning, like, your initial play time, they can see how long you're going to keep playing. Like, for the first couple, your, your intro time. They're going to see if you're going to continue to play the game or if you're going to play it for a little bit and then just drop out right off the bat. Right? Okay, how many weeks do they need? Like, three, four? Um, I haven't finished reading the original article. Mm. But I found it interesting, Mo, though, that he continued his prediction on this, and now he was actually able to figure out when pe- hardcore veterans, like you and I, were with WoW. Mm-hmm. He was able to predict, I think what he said, like a 95, 95. 
Yeah, 95% accuracy. He had a data pool of 38,000 people in this, all right? He was able to predict with 95% accuracy um, when they were going to drop out completely. So like the, so he did the first paper for people just starting the MMO. Now this one is for the hardcore people before they just kind of peter out at the end. Right. So I thought it was kind of neat that people are able to predict that sort of thing. Well, it's all behavior. Mm-hmm. There is a field called the behavioral sciences. True. Not sure they're really... I'm going to stop talking right there before I dig myself a hole. I don't dig holes. I just... I, I That didn't work. So yeah, that's kind of... I just thought it was neat. Okay. That was about it. That was it? Yeah. Okay. But speaking of departures... Yes. Zynga is like a sinking ship, I guess. Yeah. And all the rats are flying off of it, fleeing from it. Let's see. Two vice presidents resigned. Chief operating officer left. Chief creative officer left. General managers have left. Everybody seems to be in the upper management other than, you know, the CEO. Seems to be leaving. Are we surprised? No. No. Oh, my. Okay. So I'm looking at this article. We're talking about problems at Zanga. Dave, why did we not talk about PAX Australia? Uh, I don't know. Why didn't we? I don't know either. <laughs> or the fact that PAX Prime is going to four days. It's going to four days? You didn't hear that? No. Yeah. When did they announce that? At the start of PAX this year. Well, we aren't at PAX this year, Andy. <laughs> Shows how much we're paying attention. Yes. PAX Prime next year is going to be four days. Son of a... Okay. And there's also going to be a PAX Australia. So Cousin will probably be happy. Yep. PAX Australia, huh? Melbourne? Uh, I don't think they've said yet. It'll probably be Melbourne. Yeah. Four-day PAX? Four-day PAX. So starting Thursday or starting Monday, or ending Monday? Um, I don't think they've said, because it was just a tweet that Ku had pointed out. PAX. Man. If Ku is trolling people, I'm going to fly to Seattle. I'm going to hunt the man down. Maybe not. Actually, I'll probably just invite him to lunch. But, okay. Yeah, PAX Prime, four days next year. Wow. Sorry, I just saw that at the top of the previous article, so. Okay. Problems at Zynga. It's not really much of a story Problems at Zynga. Yeah, you know, sinking ship. Yeah collapsing company just in time for everyone to have their stock uh what yeah the the pax australia actually came during their q a panel with mike and jerry yeah i mean they they had announced it more or less earlier i think it was at the comic-con okay right steam green light goes live oh i think you meant to say green light yeah i meant to do that sorry Okay. Steam Greenlight. This was the method of getting indie games mm-hmm. where the the community can review them. Yeah. Have you taken a look at Greenlight? No. <sighs> I haven't been on Steam. Andy, I've been on vacation. Has that ever stopped you before? Not. Maybe. Stop talking about that. <laughs> 
You should yeah, be t- encouraging this. True. Actually, today is, I forgot what website it was, but wanted people to disconnect from the internet for 24 hours today. Okay. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And then thinking, wait a second, we're recording the podcast. I can't do that. No, no, we kind of have to keep online. Yeah. But Steam Greenlight is kind of a big mess. <laughs> is it? Is this a half-baked idea, Valve? Well, there's not really any way to organize green light. Oops. Yeah, so... <laughs> there, it's a big mess, and I, most of the people who are um, voting on things... Yeah? ...aren't really paying attention to what they're voting on. Oh. So it's like American politics. Yeah. Like, most of the games that have high vote counts were games that were started before Steam Greenlight came out. So they already had a fan base. Well, that's just cheap. That's cheating. True. Yeah, so, people have been like downvoting things because it looks like Minecraft, even though it has nothing to do with Minecraft. Also yeah. the fact that um, game creators can delete comments left under their games. Oh, because that makes things better. Yeah. This was not clearly thought through. Or rather, it was clearly not thought through. They are getting better at removing... There was a lot of um, spoof games, if you could say that. Things like, you know, um, Half-Life 3 on there. Oh. Poor Steam. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole point of this was to make it easier for people to find games. Yeah. And it has not done so, has it? No, right now there is, it's not easy at all. There's just a grid of games... Oh, okay. It's 690 games on there right now. And it's just a, a big mess. Yep. So it, it, there needs to be something. Okay. You know what else was a big mess? What? President Obama. And Reddit? Oh, my God. Reddit. So, okay. I, I've more or less managed to stay off of Reddit, but this... <clears throat> Not this one in particular. I actually didn't see this one, but there is something on Reddit called the the IAMA. Yeah. I A M A and it's I am a blah something. Ask me questions. Mm-hmm. So you'll you'll get like I am a former NASA engineer, ask me questions. I am Let's a video game cur- designer, ask me questions. What are the current ones up there right now? I was a person who had their school taken over by Nickelodeon. Oh, I remember that back in the 90s. Nick takes over your school. Yep. Yep. Or the, you know, evidently, I am a American president. <laughs> so, what do you mean he broke Reddit, Andy? Um, Reddit kind of stopped working for a little bit there. What? They They had predicted that it was going to be big. Yeah. But it was still even too big for Reddit. There was... Reddit was having issues. Like, they were, they were having server load problems. Would you say Reddit is like a sanitized 4chan? Pretty much. There, there are some dark corners to Reddit that I don't really go at. I just go there for the puppies. The puppies? And the funny pictures. Slash r slash aw? Yeah. Aww. Mm-hmm. They're so adorable. But let's put it this way. Okay, so Reddit normally has, according to them... 
2.6 million unique page views on the first page. The Q&A had 3.8 million page views. Holy crap. So the AMA was actually getting more traffic than Reddit's main page. That's how crazy it was. And the president of the United States does an AMA, which, by the way, I, I was wrong. AMA is ask me anything. Yes. We need to make a subreddit and have questions in the form of text posts answered and discussed in the comments. That way Reddit might not crash. <laughs> it didn't crash completely, but they were having issues. I also love how the president actually referenced the not bad Obama meme in his final answer. So do we know that it was him on the other side or yes. his staff or? No, this was actually him. Did they broadcast it? Well, they didn't do videos, but they did show a picture of him on the laptop. Okay, but time. Andy. I know, yes. It could just be a picture of... I Really? <laughs> that's your proof in this day and age? I think that's as close as you're going to get. There was also some uh, sketchiness that had happened, like a couple of accounts that only you know had one or two posts beforehand suddenly posting a um, paragraph-long question in a matter of six seconds, mm. which was one of the ten questions that he answered. Kind of sketchy. Yeah. Perhaps prearranged. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's, it was interesting to see that happen, because there wasn't any um, warning, basically. Normally they have a list on the side that says, like, who's coming up? For ask me anything's yeah. yeah that wasn't on the list he just showed up and did it no they had announced he was going to do it i think a day ahead of time maybe something like that not yeah. farther so they're also washington post says they should get romney to do one i don't think romney's gonna do one no i, I don't think so <laughs> if the relatable romney meme is any indication it would not go well so um on live went into bankruptcy. Yeah, sort of. It wasn't so much bankruptcy; it, it was a form of restructuring. Yeah, they they um, what they sold on live sold the company to another company called On Live or something like that. Yeah, some bullshit. All the employees were laid off, and half of the employees will be rehired at the new company called On Live as well. Mm-hmm. And now the. Uh, Founder and CEO is gone. There's there's some like incredible underhanded shit going on there. Yep. So I'm staying clear of it is what I'm doing. Doesn't Bry have on live? Uh, I have on live. You have on live. I have on live. I have the on live console. And as I said, I'm steering clear of all this shit. Gotcha. Not worth it. Well, yeah. When was the last time you played on live? When I was still here. <laughs> Gotcha. So you're looking at like a year and a half ago. Homefront was the game. Mm. And it had just come out. Which, by the way, yeah. pl- general plot of Homefront, right? Mm-hmm. Are, are you familiar with it? Yeah, the, uh, is it Chinese? North Korea. North Korea. I knew it was so, a communist Asian country. I just didn't remember yeah. which one. So North Korea launches a, a satellite for communications, and it ends up being a nuke in orbit. And oh, they, they blow it up over the U.S., which we've discussed about what the effects of that would be. Yeah. Right? So total blackout, power grid is completely shut down, and then they invade. Mm-hmm. There's a movie coming out 
Uh, I saw the preview for it when we went to see Total Recall. Yeah, the remake of Red Dawn. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Are they North Koreans? It's the same plot. Oh, that's funny. They don't, they don't say it's a communication satellite, but somehow the North Koreans bring down the U.S. power grid and then invade. Because they do have to point out, because the, the Red Dawn movie was done in the 80s originally. Yep. All right, what's next? What else do we got going on here? Um, Black Mesa. Yeah, Black Mesa Source. Game that I've been slowly paying attention to since 2005. 12 days. Yep. 12 more days. September 14th. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am, because that would be actually nice to play Half-Life when it looks good. After seven years. Should be real good. Also probably should be free, right? I have no idea. Because I don't think anybody was getting paid for this. They were just doing it on their own time, which yeah. is why it took so long. I mean, I don't know that they can charge for it. I think Valve might have something to say about that. True. So a free, good-looking mod. I like it. I can't wait. If you have not played Half-Life, um, I would say play this instead of the original. Yeah. Yeah. Although they, they did say it's not finished. It's not finished? It's not finished. They're releasing what they've got. Oh. But it's not finished. I thought they were, like, done-done. Nope. Well, that's kind of crappy. Yep. Oh, well, that's too bad. Well, but, still... I mean, it's still going to look good. Yeah. It's going to look really good. Oh, yeah. It's going to look amazing. So, you ever read The Oatmeal or no? The Oatmeal? Yeah. Webcomic? No, I tend not to read My Breakfast. It's a webcomic that's... Oh. No, I, I have not read The Oatmeal. Ah. So, um, it's webcomic. Why is, why is The Oatmeal important? I, I don't know. It's a webcomic. Another okay. one that I haven't paid attention to. Okay. Um, but he is raising money to build a mu- museum to Tesla at his uh, laboratory space in New York. Okay. Kind of cool. I thought there already was a Tesla museum. No. There is not? Nope. Isn't there an Edison Museum? Yes. Bastard. I guess there is a museum in Russia, but they want to build a museum to Tesla uh, at his final laboratory in New York. Yeah, this, there's a laboratory in Russia, but there's not one here in New York where his actual lab was. So um, his original goal was $850,000. The state of New York has actually agreed to match the contributions. Cool. So why isn't he doing this on Kickstarter? I don't know. He's doing it on Indiegogo or whatever Oh, the, the Indie Kickstarter. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Not cult crap. What is it? I don't know where you're going with this. I was in it before it was cool. Hipster. Yes. The hipster Kickstarter. <laughs> the Indiegogo. Oh, you've probably never heard of it. <laughs> Hipster Kickstarter. It's the hipster form of Kickstarter. Uh, you, I, not to be hipster-ish, I did Kickstarters before Kickstarter, Kickstarter was cool. I know. Because I did the button thing. I know. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember the button do, thing. Do, do you recognize that that was basically Kickstarter? Yep. Before Kickstarter was around and cool? Yep. Okay. See, Dave, what you should have done... 
is taken that concept and ran with it, yeah. Turned it into a website. Ah. Had no idea how I would have made money on it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Does Kickstarter just like take a percentage or something? Yes. Ah. So you have to work that into your total cost. Mm-hmm. Some of the things you're like, well, how are they making money? Well, they're making money because they take a little bit off the top. Yep. It's like how casinos make money when people play poker. Yep. They take a little money off the top. Entrance fee. Mm-hmm. So speaking of money. Money, money. The, uh, remember there was a big brouhaha over price fixing on ebooks? Yes. Between well, Amazon and many publishers who got well, into rather serious trouble. Well, it was actually between the states and many publishers. Okay. So it was an well, antitrust lawsuit. Right, but it was against the publishers and Amazon. Uh, I do believe it's just the publishers. Just the publishers? Yeah. Okay, just the publishers. So three of the publishers, Hatchet, HarperCollins, and Simon & Schuster, have agreed to pay more than $69 million to consumers. Am I going to get a check in the mail? Um, well, if you or are they, up, are they going to pick a consumer and give that lucky person? <laughs> congratulations, you're the winner of $69 million. Now you better run from everybody else who wants that money. Yep. <laughs> um, no, most people are going to get about $0.75 cents to a buck yeah. change. So what's going to happen is uh, ebook retailers like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple, and Kobo, and Google have agreed to identify and contact each eligible customer by email. Oh, because that's going to work. Yeah. And most of the time, you could either get a check or credit, which most likely means, hey, if I got a credit for Barnes & Noble, what are you going to do? Probably buy another ebook. Yep. <laughs> so these publishing companies have agreed to pay money so they don't have to actually go to a lawsuit. This is entirely outside the whole crazy lawsuit thing. They settled out of court for $69 million, which they're going to pay to everybody who are most likely just going to go and buy more money or buy more eBooks from these publishers. So they're not, they're not really losing anything out of this. No, not really. They may actually get things out of it. Yeah. Because who's going to find a book for $1.25 on there? They're actually going to have to spend more money in order to, Get money. Ugh. Ridiculous. And speaking of Amazon, there's actually going to be an announcement next week mm-hmm. about something. We don't know what, but it's down in L.A., so it might have to do with Hollywood. But they uh, released random facts about Amazon Prime. Ooh. Yeah. Anything good? Um, there are more items that were purchased for Amazon Prime free two-day shipping than there was of uh, the free super saver shipping. Right. That was the first part. Let's see. The top items purchased with Prime free two-day shipping this year have been the Kindle Fire and the $79 Kindle. The Kindle Touch is number three, and number four is Fifty Shades of Grey. Why? I don't, this, is, this is Amazon stats. Amazon Prime now features 15 million unique items, all with Prime free two-day shipping. Mm. In a given week, 96.4% of the Prime Instant Video catalog is viewed. That's a lot. 22,000 titles available for streaming. God, Amazon Prime has gotten huge now. So I thought it was just interesting to look at that. 
I'm interested to see what this new Kindle is going to be, though, because I'm that's what I'm predicting they are going to announce. Especially now that the Kindle Fire is sold out forever. Sold out forever. Forever. Forever's. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Well, I think that kind of tells you what they're gonna have then, Andy. Mm-hmm. If they are sold out of Kindle Fire and they are not restocking it, it's because they have something else coming up. Yep. So something perhaps to compete with the Nexus Seven, probably. Which, if they don't put something out to compete with the Nexus Seven, is probably my ma- next major electronics purchase. Have you have you gotten to play with one yet? The Nexus Seven? Yeah. No. Because they're they're pretty sweet. Every time I go to Google.com, though, I get that stupid ad saying, "Hey." Yeah, that's that was very surprising that Google did that. I'm not against it. You know, everyone's like, oh, how dare they? They don't let anyone else use that spot. Like, well, no, that's their spot. Yeah. They they do get to choose the advertisers on their page. <laughs> kind of what it means to own your own page. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was surprised, but I'm not upset. Were you surprised that Lexmark is getting out of inkjet printers? No. Yeah, neither am I. Because you have, what, Canon and HP, basically. Yeah. Everybody else is, yeah, secondary. Epson. They're still going to have their uh, laser printers, but That's no good. inkjets. Oh. Ow. Sorry. What was that? The hour stopwatch. Okay. Well then, anything else we want to talk about real quick? Um, there's a zero-day exploit for Java, Oops. so update your Java. ASAP. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, there was an article about some guy whining about being left-handed and how technology is right-handed, yada, yada, yada. Cry more. Being a left-handed person, I don't really notice it. Cry more. Like, scissors and can openers and knives, yes, I notice it, but technology, I'm just so, I grew up with everything the way it is. Yeah. Cry more. So, uh, yeah, I... Okay, moving on. Um, random review. I am reviewing Ticket to Ride, the board game. Not not the one on the iPad, not on the Xbox Live, but the actual physical... Or on Steam. Or on Steam, you're right. The actual board game. Which, Dave, you have played, right? Cause I've played it recently, in fact. I think I played it last week. Mm. I got my ass kicked. <laughs> it's fun. The original version actually has you... Um, basically building trains all over the United States, and you're competing against, what is it, four people? Yes. It's a five-person game. Five-person, okay. I think, right? Red, green, blue, yellow, black, yeah. Yeah, two to five players. Yep. It's are are you going bad. to explain the game, Andy? Well, I'm just pointing out the fact that it's not too long of a game. Most of the games are about... 45 minutes to an yeah, hour. Yeah, like under an hour. Yeah. Especially if you have a group that's played it a couple times. Yeah. My only problem with the fact is you got to make sure you don't lose any of those trains. They give you extra ones. They do? Yeah. Oh. I didn't get any extra ones in... I, I have extra ones in my pack. Oh. I don't have any extra ones in uh, my version, which is the Nordic countries, which I'll Aww. talk about that version later to compare the two. Okay. But it's a fun game. It's definitely... Um, but, you, uh, again, I mean, are you going to tell them what the 
game is like and, and how to play, or are you just going to let them look that up? Well, the object of the game is to connect cities together. You get little cards in your hand that say, hey, you'll get points for connecting, let's say, San Francisco to Chicago. I, I would slightly argue with you that that's the purpose of the game or the goal of the game. Okay. The goal of the game is to score points. Let's be clear on that. No, it is because yeah. you can you can absolutely win while ignoring those cards. It will be hard, but you can do it. Yeah. Depending on the cards you draw, you absolutely can do it. So you score points by playing trains. Yes. And connecting uh, adjacent cities. You do get cards at the start of the game that give you these routes that you want to connect. So from cities that are very far away from each other. Like San Francisco to Chicago or San Francisco to New York. Yeah. The longer the route, the more points you would get. That's even actually set up between, like, if you're connecting Dallas and Houston, which I think are actually right next to each other on the map. Darn close, if they aren't. You'll get points for just connecting two adjacent cities, and then you'll get points at the end of the game for connecting massive the, routes. The route, right. Now, the thing is, everybody else at the same time is also trying to connect massive routes. So sometimes... There are only so many tracks. Yeah. So if you want to go between Houston and Dallas and somebody else already puts their trains between Houston and Dallas, you kind of have to go maybe like Houston to San Antonio, then to Dallas maybe. You kind of have to do a little bit of a roundabout. Mm-hmm. My favorite is blocking off uh, Seattle to Portland. Oh, God. Which is a one little train space, so it's really easy to take. Uh, but it means the other person has to go like, eight trains out of the way. They have to go over to Helena and then back. <laughs> you can always tell when uh, you do that to somebody, and they're, like, planning it. They've got a massive route along the coast, because you'll do that, and then you'll hear somebody go, well, you son of a bitch! Yep. Like, son of motherfucker. I, I actually try not to play offensively, you absolutely can, because you can study what people do. Most of their, their turn is visible, and you can see what routes they're going to try and connect, or you mm -hmm. can guess, and it is possible to screw them over. That's why I normally when I... try not to do that. Yeah, I connect sections. So you, I put like something over here, and then maybe something a couple states away over there, and then I try and connect the two of them in the middle. Yeah, but that's dangerous, because someone else can just put one thing in there and stop it. Yeah. So. Very fun game, though. Mm-hmm. Very easy to learn. Very uh, quick to set up, quick to take down. Game does not last all that long. Nope. Yeah, we just kind of pull it out, and we're like, ah, what do you guys want to do? Hey, let's play a game. Which game? Eh, uh, whatever. Ticket to ride. There we go. Yeah. It's a fun game. I don't know how much it is right now on Amazon. I'm guessing $55. Ticket to ride, Amazon. New. $37.62. Woo! So it's definitely down from what it used to be. Yep. Sounds worth it to me. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of expansions and other maps. Which, which Andy will discuss later. Yes. But if you got family for a holiday, the game... You could get most people, like five people, would cover most families. Mm-hmm. 
like we said, it's easy to pick up. Easy to teach. Yes. Really easy to teach. It was really funny. It was my uh, sister got it for Christmas. And I didn't know this at the time, that they had already played it. Mm-hmm. So she opens up the package, and I'm like, Ticket to Ride? I know how I know that game, but how do you guys know this game? <laughs> so those weird things with my family where it's like we're all fans of something, but we don't really know that the other people are also fans of something. So it's one of those like weird moments like, oh, you like that too? Really? Oh, you, oh. Wait, wait, where's that come from? Yeah. <laughs> Very nice, Andy. Very nice. So, ticket to ride. Thumbs up from me. Okay. Definitely thumbs up from me. All right. Not that it, it was my review. It's Andy's review, but yeah. still something. I, I, I put my, my seal of approval on it. Okay. Random so, topic, which we <laughs> promise was random. Completely random. There was, I swear it was random. But the and topic is... Chosen completely independent of the random topic. Or the random review. Or the review, right. Yes. The random topic is, if you could own one of the American-slash-Canadian Class 1 railroads, which one would you have? Railroad-heavy episode. (laughs) I swear that I was going to review Ticket to Ride weeks ago, and then I just randomly picked a random topic this morning, and it was about trains. Amtrak. What exactly is a Class 1 railroad? I don't know, but I looked up the Class 1 railroads, and I saw Amtrak on there, and that's the one I'd want, because I want passengers, and all the other ones are freight. Oh, God, you do not get money moving passengers. I didn't say I wanted money. You wanted to pick the one Class 1 railroad in the United States that is losing money? I... Was the, wait, let's let's go back over the question again. Yes. What was the random topic? If you if, could own one of the American slash Canadian class one railroads, which one would you have? So you're going to own Amtrak. I don't want to own something that's losing money. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's Amtrak does not make money. No, it, it survives because the federal government subsidizes yeah. it. Well, but it's got to make money for the people who own it. I highly doubt it. Otherwise, why would they own it, Andy? I don't know. I I have a feeling Aaron is going to contact us on this. (laughs) Oh, he normally does. But, yeah, I I mean, okay, so which one would you prefer, Andy? I choose Amtrak because I'm I'm pretty sure it's the only one that does passengers. And I would like to be able to use the system. Okay. Alternatively, I could pick one of the ones that are freight and then convert it over to passenger. (sighs) Oh, There's actually an article, which is on Hans's Facebook page, that I posted. I should actually just grab it and just post it here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's always complaining, oh, the U.S. needs high-speed rail, yada, yada, yada. Um, this article actually looked at it from another perspective. Which was, um, the rest of the world needs slower rails? I mean, what's no, no. the other the, perspective? The fact, the fact would be that Okay, if you're going to do high-speed rail in the U.S., you're going to lose some of the U.S.'s freight capacity over the rails, and that's a bad thing. Yes. So let me find the article. Wait, why would, we nece- why would one necessarily lead to the other? 
Because they don't need to run on the same lines. Oh, God. You're going to do double lines everywhere? Good no, luck not? with that. Okay. Oh, that's not going to work. It's not going to work at all. Side note, there's a baby on Hans. <laughs> Why is there a baby on Hans' Facebook? I don't know. Okay. Da, 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 where is I'm still waiting for your answer, by the way, of uh, what type one... Um, I would probably go with CSX. I think they have the most... Moves a ton of freight on just one fuel. A lot of a uh, eastern seaboard stuff. Mm. I think they're like the only guys on the eastern seaboard. So you have all the way down from Florida to New York, all the way over to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there is anybody out on the east coast. God, no, it's a, where is that article? <laughs> pictures of Hans's wedding, pictures of Hans's wedding. Anyway, Andy will find the article and post it. Yes. So you can read it at your leisure. So you're going with, with a, not AMX. C- CSX. CSX. AMX is something else. Yeah. AMX is the, the integration panel we use at work to control lights and shades in the computers. <laughs> but yeah, I think I've got like New York City, Baltimore, D.C., all the way down to Florida, Chicago. Okay. Cool. Oh, sorry, there are two others, actually, on the East Coast. Norfolk and Canadian Pacific. Canadian Pacific works on the East Coast? I guess so. Who would have thought? (laughs) Since their name is Canadian Pacific. Right. It looks like Canadian Pacific actually only has one route that actually goes to the Pacific Ocean. Hmm, that's interesting. So I can't believe you're going to pick Amtrak. You're picking Amtrak. That is such a not the right answer to pick. Why? Well, one, they don't um, really own much of their track. No. Two, the passengers are not making them money. Okay. But, Andy, what, what if you could go down in history as the guy who saved Amtrak? I don't know. It... I mean, what are you, what are you going to do with, with CSX? Besides support NPR. <laughs> um, ship freight and actually a lot of trash. Okay. So you're moving garbage. Yeah. I move people. True. You don't move them all that well. Well, but maybe I can work on making that more efficient. Yeah, good luck with that one, Dave. Thank you. I was being facetious. I know. Alright, well, with that all done and taken care of, then you need to get uh, on the move. You're coming over to this side of the state. Yep. Woohoo! I will see you later. Alright. Bye, everyone! This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.